Hello, my name is Dr. Paul Wheatley-Price. I'm a medical oncologist at the Ottawa Hospital and immediate past president of Lung Cancer Canada. Welcome to our podcast series called Lung Cancer Voices. In this series, I'll be interviewing patients, caregivers, healthcare professionals, and some of the leading lung cancer researchers in the country and indeed in the world to highlight important and relevant issues facing those affected by lung cancer. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to this special Lung Cancer Voices series. We're calling it the Canadian Research Series. Lung Cancer Canada is involved with a number of research grants that have been awarded over the last year or so and will continue to be awarded. And in this podcast series, I'm speaking to the award winners of the various grants to hear about this uh, up and coming and cutting edge research that's going to be happening in Canada in lung cancer. Um, One of the groups of grants has been a partnership between Lung Cancer Canada and the Lung Ambition Alliance. So the Lung Ambition Alliance, for those of you not aware, is is an international uh, collaboration between the Global Lung Cancer Coalition, uh, the GLCC uh, groups like Lung Cancer Canada and other national bodies around the world, Um, ISLAC or the International Association for the Study of Lung Cancer, uh, Gardent, which is uh, um, a diagnostics uh, company, and AstraZeneca. And so the, the four groups, AstraZeneca, Gardent, ISLAC, and the GLCC have come together uh, to form the Lung Ambition Alliance. And so th- the Lung Ambition Alliance and Lung Cancer Canada, I'm sorry, this is a long preamble, we've uh, started now giving uh, $100,000 worth of grants a year, and that will be for three years. And we are um, this year awarding our first two um, grants. So uh, that's the preamble. And I'm joined on this podcast by uh, Dr. Alison Wallace. Dr. Wallace is a thoracic surgeon in Halifax uh, at the QE2 uh, Health Science Center there and uh, on faculty at Dalhousie. So Dr. Wallace, congratulations on winning the grant and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's exciting to be here. So we'll just get right into it to get an overview of your research and what you're going to be doing. What, what, what's the title of your, uh, of your award-winning project? Right. So um, this project, the title is Perioperative Outcomes of Lung Cancer Surgery in Women, a Canadian uh, nationwide retrospective cohort study. And the abbreviated name of the study is the Power Study. The Power Study. And so that's <laughs> Perioperative women research, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> the power study, and and I should say that. So when we set out the call for for proposals for these grants, uh, like any grant competition, there there are guidelines, you know, about what what kind of things that the grants could be awarded to. And w- one of these, and the and the one Dr. Wallace you you uh, looked at was we wanted to give awards that addressed ways that look at disparities and improve equity in, in lung cancer care. So, so obviously by gender is, is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to start with, you talked about, you know, perioperative outcomes. What, what just, could you explain to listeners what, what do you mean by perioperative outcomes? Mm-hmm. For sure. So the the goal is to um, improve patients' specific management of operative lung cancer and quality of life 
So looking at perioperative outcomes, we're looking at baseline characteristics of patients, both men and women, and comparing the profiles uh, between them. We're also looking at tumor-related variables, uh, such as you would find on the pathology report, looking at specifics uh, of the surgery or the surgical data, and also looking at post-operative data, including complications according to an international classification system, length of stay, as well as return to the emergency department and post-operative mortality. Okay. So just to kind of get into the weeds a little bit, when you talk about, you know, difference in surgery, that's the types of operation that a patient might have and and what what kind of options would would you be collecting there? Whether is that using video assisted surgery or open operations or how much lung you take or left or right or all of those kind of things? Exactly. Well, um, the tumor dictates uh, which part of the lung we take left or right. <laughs> you, you'd hope um, so. <laughs> but um, in terms of the surgeon's decisions, it can be um, performing the procedure open or VATS, as we call it, which is video-assisted thoroscopic surgery. Uh, most right. lung cancer operations are performed uh, that way these days, but variations right. in that can be the l- length of the surgery or the time it takes to complete the resection, as well as any interoperative issues, encounters, blood loss, need for a blood transfusion, okay. uh, extubation yeah. at the end of the OR, that kind of thing. So length of stay is 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 what the time from when someone's admitted to hospital for their operation until they go home what, what are the kind of what are the kind of things that influence someone's length of stay and, and what mm-hmm. would be a typical length of stay even for someone having an operation right so for a vats lobectomy or an anatomic uh, lung cancer resection the minimum length of stay is one to two days the average length of stay is three to five days And what really limits patients going home is we need to optimize pain management on oral pain medicine. Um, Mm -hmm. The other big factor that limits patients going home is whether or not they have an air leak. That means where we divide the lung tissue, uh, does it leak air and need time to heal over because it's not safe to remove the chest tube if uh, there is an air leak. So some folks um, wait in hospital with the chest tube or other folks, if they have what we call a prolonged air leak, can go home with the chest strain if they're comfortable with that. Right. Now, a few years ago, actually, on this podcast, we uh, I spoke with Professor Lim from the Royal Marsden after he presented the the Violet study at, at World Lung Conference, which was the VATS, I think the VATS approach, um, and he was explaining shorter length of stay, less pain, less complications. But what, what's led you to now take this research and and you must have some suspicion that there's a difference between men and women, um, which has led you to do to, to do this uh, to do the power study. What, what's the what's the kind of background of your thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, so really, um, the background of, of our thinking here is um, this is just a retrospective study using the 
national uh, CATS database. CATS stands for Canadian Association of Thoracic Surgeons. And as thoracic surgery is quite a small specialty, it's hard to study outcomes in single centers. So all of the centers have agreed to pool the data so we have a more rich, powerful database to study postoperative outcomes. And as this is a retrospective study, we can only look at baseline characteristics, you know, age at diagnosis or, or needing surgery, BMI, smoking history, things like that. BMI being body body mass index. Like, body uh, mass index. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yes. And findings of this study, we're hoping to move to a prospective study where we can expand the data points because we're limited with what's in the database right. right now and also do some biologic sample collection. So this grant is very much supporting stage one, if you like, stage of your, one of of your a, research. Right. Correct. Okay. Of a much larger idea. Ultimately, in the end, as we move towards more personalized medicine, what will we need to consider in terms of sex-based differences in delivering personalized lung cancer treatment? Yeah. Now, I was going to ask you another question, but just something you said there, I just wanted to jump in. because So you mentioned there sex-based differences. Now in society, we talk about sex differences. We also talk about gender differences. Um, in, in, a, in a scientific study, you, you, you mentioned there are sex-based differences, but maybe you could explain the difference. Mm -hmm. So we're um, looking at sex-based differences, and that means sex assigned at birth as opposed to uh, gender-based differences. Of course, you know, a great need to study that, but with our retrospective database, we don't have that information, but definitely in the future, that would be something that uh, needs to be considered and studied as well. Okay. Now, Dr. Wallace, you're a thoracic surgeon in Halifax. I suspect you're very busy and you're operating in clinics, doing your range of clinical activities. Are you going to be going through this database yourself or do you, do you have some uh, help? Uh, well, I'm very fortunate uh, to have a research assistant who works with me, Rowan Murphy, but specifically assigned to this project is Dr. Holly Philpott. Um, she's a first-year medical student, uh, but prior to medical school, she completed a PhD. And here at Dalhousie, all of the medical students need to complete a research project. It's called the Research in Medicine uh, Program. It's part of their requirements for their medical degree. And she reached out to me and had read about the, the study and was interested to get involved. So I'm very fortunate to have such a talented individual with a bright future working on this with me. And uh, she's yeah. keen to do the retrospective initial study and then move on with the uh, prospective study. Terrific. Well, you know, that's wonderful that these grants can support the building of people's careers, that's not the prime goal of them, but to, to help, you know, trainees to uh, have exposure to clinical research, become our next generation of, of uh, thoracic surgeons and, and oncologists and, and lung cancer treaters, uh, of course, mm -hmm. if, if that's where she, she ends up going. And of course, she'll mm -hmm. be then doc, doctor, doctor, if she's uh, got a PhD and a, and a medical degree. Well, yes. and, and, and kudos to you for taking on, uh, taking on trainees 
So when do you expect to have the results of the study available for us? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so there are um, quickly coming down the pipeline and um, there's a conference with the abstract submission that opens December 1st. So we're hoping okay. to have our analysis ready to submit an abstract to present at a conference in, in Europe. So, um, Oh, super. I hope it's in a nice place. Coming soon. It's in Spain. Spain. Great. Well, I hope you get to go to Spain. That would be a nice little bonus. You, you mentioned uh, CAT, the Canadian Association for, Thora for Thoracic Surgery, mm -hmm. ha has this database now. So you can, you have strength in numbers. How, um, two questions. One, how many thoracic surgery sites across Canada are, are part of the CATS database that you can access for the power study? And, and secondly, how many patients are you hoping to have data from in, in the whole uh, study? Mm -hmm. Just to talk about the CATS database uh, briefly, it was started by Dr. Andrew Seeley, who's a thoracic surgeon in Ottawa, and he established it in uh, 2017 and has uh, expanded it to different sites across the country. Currently, there are 13 centers contributing uh, data to it. And if I look through the list here, I think pretty much, you know, we're just missing a few across all of Canada so we can have up to about 15,000 patients in the database to right. analyze. Okay, that should be enough to give you an answer for your uh, questions. Well, you know, that's uh, terrific. So Dr. Wallace, congratulations to you for uh, winning the Lung Ambition Alliance Lung Cancer Canada Research Grant in 2023. And obviously to be so far on that you're submitting to present this in 2024. So we will all be looking for the results of the power study. Um, and for those listening um, who are interested, the 2024 Lung Ambition um, Lung Cancer Canada Awards are now accepting applications and they will be accepting applications until February the 29th, 2024, because it's a leap year. So if you're interested in applying, you could check out the website lccresearch.ca. You'll be able to find that also through the Lung Cancer Canada website, but lccresearch.ca. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, Dr. Wallace, thanks again for joining us. And please listen in for some of the other Canadian Research Series podcasts. Thank you very much. And thank you to Lung Cancer Canada. This is an exciting, exciting time. Thanks to our producer, Ryan Mullen. Please send us your feedback, like and follow us on Facebook at LungCan, on Twitter at LungCancer underscore Can, and on Instagram at LungCancerCanada. For more information about lung cancer or to donate, volunteer or share your story, visit our webpage at LungCancerCanada.ca.